Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Connecting to Host. Today we're going to be talking about Sunset Overdrive, an open world third person shooter with colourful visuals and frantic combat brought to you by Insomniac Games. Sunset Overdrive is an Xbox One exclusive and is currently free if you're an Xbox Live Gold member. The season pass for all the DLC is also 50% off at the moment, but I'm sure after the end of this month it will still be reasonably priced. So Sunset Overdrive is primarily a single player game with some multiplayer features tacked on the side. And in the single player game, I guess it's a very colourful version of what's the uh, other zombie game? Dead uh yeah dead uh dead rising dead rising that's it so it's yeah. uh, an even more colorful version of that I, okay that's a very brief analogy but you run around an open world you kill lots of zombies and you do missions it's uh, a lot of fun but we're going to be talking about the multiplayer primarily which is almost like a, a mini game tapped on the side but that's what we're going to focus on so the online mode is called chaos squad uh, and it's unlocked very early on in the single player campaign and it allows you to join other players and collaborate on four different missions before you do a night defense round at the end of your session so would you like to give us a little bit of an overview of the setting ben yeah sure i mean uh, like you say i mean it's really just a very colorful version of dead rising um one of the problems i have with zombie games generally is that they either try to be kind of serious like you've got like your resident evils and uh what's that other one darkness something where you basically run away from them at night. I can't Dying light. Called. Dying light, that's the one. Or you have like Dead Rising where they try and be jokey with it. So you can be like in a serious setting, but you've got like a giant afro and stupid sunglasses on or something. And they never really fit well with me, that the way they try and do that. Uh, where Sunset Overdrive is just bonkers from the start. Uh, it's an incredibly geeky game uh, full of things like Dungeons and Dragons references. Uh, the character will repeatedly break the fourth wall and talk to you. Uh, it will regularly take the piss out of common tropes in video games. So uh, one of my favorites is at the end of the game, you have to go around fetching all the quest markers for the quest marker woman who sells mm. them to people, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. And the quest is cool saying like quest to find the quest markers for the quest marker lady. <laughs> uh, so it's a great game. Um, you get lots and lots and lots of guns to upgrade and they're all uh, fairly stupid things like there's one that fires bowling balls there's a hairspray gun uh there's loads of them and it's <clears throat> very explosive lots going on very very colorful uh it's definitely not your sort of muddy gray zombie game that you would expect and so that's the the main thrust of the game uh but the online mode the chaos squad uh, like you mentioned um it's really interesting because um you start off uh doing four missions so you'll join with i think up to eight people um and then there'll be four random missions which you get to choose which ones you do <clears throat> so i think the first one's chosen for you at random uh, and then after that one you'll basically be given a choice of two which you then all vote on and the one that gets the most votes wins and then that's your next mission um so the missions are completely random and there's all different things uh, you might be collecting stuff or killing stuff or fetching stuff or killing more stuff is basically what they boil down to uh, so it could be things like, oh, you need to uh, destroy a fortress, something like that. So you just go on, shoot it all up, um, and then you win if you do it in a certain amount of time that's allotted. Uh, other ones would be things like collecting where they have like little spinning numbers uh, from one to five. <clears throat> and when you collect them, you get that many points. So it might be something like, oh, you need to collect 400 points in the next 20 seconds. So you'll be all flying around, skateboarding around, picking them up. 
Uh, so it's an interesting variety of missions that you do. Uh, and the voting mechanic, I think, is pretty nice just because it gives you a bit more of a, a say in what you're doing. But one of the really nice things is that the Chaos Squad mode is all in the open world of the full game. Uh, so you are still in the exact same world, visiting the same places that are in uh, the single-player game. And between missions, they'll start at key points, uh, so you'll actually have to travel to get there. So there's lots mm. of things like between each mission, all of you will be racing to get there because you get extra points if you get there first, second, and third. So it adds like a little race between missions, which is pretty cool. And traversing the city is quite a lot of fun too, isn't it? Because you can kind of grind across the ropes and you can undergrind where you hang on telephone wires and things. So getting around is fun in itself. I mean, a good example of this game would be like it's a cross between... Um, uh, the zombie game that I just forgotten <laughs> again. What Dead is. Rising? Dead Rising. It's like a cross between Dead Rising and Tony Hawk's. <laughs> uh, you don't have a skateboard, but you can just miraculously grind around places. And like, as I was mentioning earlier about how geeky this game is, one guy talks to me and he's like, how do you even do that? Like, how can you double jump? And you're just like, I don't know, I just can. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the traversal is a lot of fun. And I guess the... Um... The dialogue is really cool. I really like that. But um, but well, after the four missions, do you then lead up to the night defense match? Don't you? Around, I guess. So you've gone through four missions. You've raced around the city, and then you always end up at a location where you have to defend. And I guess the closest analogy is horde mode from Gears of War, uh, and you have to defend certain points from being destroyed by hordes and hordes of bad guys. Uh, it's obviously a lot faster pace than horde mode in Gears of War. Uh, and it gets massively crazy as you sort of see 50 or so zombies and beasts and massive Goliath-type things all chasing towards your vat. But before that happens, you get an opportunity to set up some traps, um, which you've unlocked in the single-player game. So you might have a lightning trap or something which springs the enemies back. And obviously you get a little bit of time. I mean, you start to learn the map layout as well. Uh, and you can see the choke points. So you can start to place traps in the choke points and hopefully optimize your defense before they start smashing down your barriers and hunting towards your vat, say. Yeah, and then ultimately the aim is just to survive. <laughs> so, yes, there's going to be a lot of bad guys, and I guess there's a few ways. I forget how many. Is it five? I think there's five. Five. It might change depending on the map, but I'm pretty sure there's five in all of them. So, assuming there's five, the first one starts off pretty lightweight, a bunch of zombie equivalents although everything is much more colorful than your standard zombie game it's not yeah, just like bright orange fluorescent <laughs> exploding things <laughs> and then it's it leads up to the last wave which would just be these huge goliath creatures and you, pain okay and you're just thinking how can we survive this but somehow somehow you do if you're having a good day yeah. um and yeah i guess that's that sums up night defense really yeah yeah and once you get to the end um it's worth pointing out that when you're choosing your missions um one of the things that happens is that you get different bonuses for each mission that you choose that will apply to everyone on the team. So it might add, uh, like, uh, they all go towards the final night defense mode. So in the first mission, you might get plus 25% chaos if you win. Uh, the second mission, you might get plus 50% to trap damage or something like that. So when you're voting, you're not only choosing the mission you want to do, but you're also choosing the rewards you want for the team if you win. But also... They have sub-objectives. Each one will have two uh, extra bonus objectives, um, and they're more for you individually to do. So it'll be things like, uh, let's say uh, the mission is uh, blowing up a blimp. Um, the bonus objective might be uh, 
use at least two bombs. Um, mm. And then the second bonus objective might be be the person that actually destroys the blimp at the end. Uh, so not everyone will get all of the bonus objectives. Quite often there'll be one that is limited to one person because it'll be something like have the most kills or whatever it might be. Um, but it's nice because at the very end of the game, your score is tallied up and it's uh, based on a lot of things. There's the total number of kills you've had. There's if you completed the missions or not. If you defeated the night defense mode, you survived all the waves. And then it multiplies by all of your bonus objectives you got to give you like a final score, which uh, I think the highest score I've had is something like 47.5 million. Uh, so <laughs> you get pretty large numbers. But that's important because not only is it like a leaderboard thing so that you can see how many games you've won and whatnot, uh, but also there's like a little roulette machine at the end. Sorry, not roulette. Um, one of those uh, casino, like one-armed bandit type mm. things. Uh, which has five spins and depending on how many points you get depends on how many spins you get and they'll roll around and then give you collectibles for the game like costumes guns amps boosts traps uh, or overcharge which is the in-game currency um, and there are quite a few weapons you can only get by unlocking them in chaos squad mode uh, which is a nice touch to try and make people play it i guess um, it's not necessary to complete the game uh, but it's nice that they sort of put a few things in there to make it worthwhile playing it it's not just a you know fun multiplayer game it's also got some stuff for you to unlock in the single player and i guess it's just worth quickly mentioning that the the amps and the boosts are things which level up your character and they work in both single player and multiplayer so you can unlock them in either and use them in either so there's, there's a nice benefit of unlocking a whole bunch of upgrades in this mode so you can take them back to single player too yeah, but likewise, um, all of your guns and amps and everything go from the single player to the multiplayer. So someone that has completed the main game uh, will be better at Chaos Squad than someone who has not, uh, just because you'll have a better choice of guns, you'll have leveled them up, you'll have more amps and boosts, you'll have better traps. So, I mean, I played a game of this uh, last week, just in sort of preparation for this show, I sort of played around, and um, I beat everyone very, very <laughs> easily uh, by a factor of about five um, just because they were all I guess people who've just got the game for free uh, downloaded it and just started playing the online mode straight away uh, and I was just running around with my like my level five hair spray gun just destroying everything <laughs> <laughs> I think the t total scores that like I had 350 kills and the second person to me had 47 so <laughs> it's quite a substantial difference I think, yeah, it's both the good and the bad. I mean, it's good that you get to keep your progress, but maybe it sucks if you're just starting out and someone comes in and cleans up. But, <laughs> but we didn't really experience too much of that because we played it nearer to release, didn't we? So yeah. a year and a half ago when it came out, that wasn't such a big problem. So, But I guess if we quickly mention just the co-op specifics, like how it was finding a game, and it was fairly straightforward. I mean, if you're, if you're in an Xbox party and you're already chatting to each other, then... One of you, well, there were two ways of starting Chaos Squad, but we only ever used the, the one that made sense. So you can find one of those booths in the world, can't you? And, and there's kind of yeah, a number like of booths. Head. Yeah, <laughs> and it will send you to Chaos Squad, but you can also access it from the menu. So yeah, so there's no real need to do that in the, in the game. And once you've hit the, I would like to play Chaos Squad, you can pick one of, I think it was four levels in the core game. Yeah, and then, and then there's then two the, extra with the DLC. So you have different levels, which each comes with a kind of section of the map that all the missions are going to be based in. And it also just sort of defines the difficulty. So one of them is particularly easy and then they get harder and harder. So that's kind of nice. Uh, but once you've picked the, the mission type you want, then you just wait. Uh, your whole party will join the game and it will find a, a group of hopefully eight players and then you'll kick off. So really easy. 
and painless to get going. Yeah, I mean, um, things I like about this game, or specifically the multiplayer aspect of it, is, as I mentioned earlier, I really like the fact that the world that you're in is the one from the main game. And yes, you are in a smaller portion of it. I I don't think there's any penalty for going out of it. Like, I, I don't think I've ever come across like leaving the area and it's saying you're not in the playable area anymore because it knows the full world. Mm. So I don't think it matters. It just means that you'll be miles away from everyone else. <laughs> so like if the mission started and you just ran the other way, you probably can do that, but you're just going to lose. So you <laughs> <laughs> um, But I really like that. And um, one of my favorite little uh, sort of like Easter eggs almost in the game is that the game token that you have to race to to start the mission so when you, when you run towards the mission, there'll be like a little gold spinning token that when you go near it, then it basically starts a countdown until the mission will start. Uh, you can actually destroy it. So one of the things that you can do is just run up and smack it with a baseball bat and it'll just smash all over the floor. <laughs> it's such a silly little thing, but I really like that about it. But there's loads it, of stuff like that in this game. It shows off the level of uh, attention to detail that they've put into making the game just fun. Yeah. And I, I guess that's... I mean, it's. Uh, I'll go into more detail, but ultimately, the reason why I like this game is because it's just fun. You know, there's not a, not like a deep story or anything either. I mean, there is a story in single player, but there's you know, nothing really in multi- multiplayer to keep you going back, other than the fact it's masses of fun. Yeah. So, um, so obviously, you go through these missions, and it's kind of cool that it's it is cooperative because you're working together to try and beat the bad guys. But at the same time, there's something extra for each of you to do. So obviously, there's kind of a competition which in the sort of form of a leaderboard after each mission, so you can see how many kills you've got and whether you're scoring the highest or the lowest. And then there's these challenges that we mentioned before. So it might be there are, you need 10 bombs to destroy the blimp. If you use four of them, then you win that challenge. But obviously with eight players, only two or three people can get it. So um, I quite like the fact that it promotes you rushing to do the games objectives because you want to get those challenges and but it's not it's not like it goes against winning together it just means you're trying to do it faster than everyone else so it's good it it promotes you doing the thing you're supposed to do not something completely different and also one of the key things is that um you only get the bonus objectives if you win the mission as well so Mm -hmm. if you are just doing the competitive side of it you're just focusing on getting your little objectives done then if the team loses because of that uh, then you won't get the reward for it uh, which i think is a really nice way of doing it actually because it sort of encourages you do have to work together to a degree um, in order to at least win and then you can focus on getting your extras mm. um, but it's it's a nice way of doing it i think one of the things that i like most about this and i, I really don't know how they've done it but there is a ton of particle effects in this game. I mean, stuff is just explodes constantly. It's very over the top. It's a very sort of cartoony aesthetic. But you do have a lot of explosions. Um, and as we're both developers, we know how difficult, you know, making stuff like fire actually is and particles <laughs> and like sparks and all that kind of stuff. I've never played a game where I've seen so many particle effects with no slowdown whatsoever, which is particularly impressive when you're talking about uh, a game with eight people all running around, grinding all over the place, firing, God knows what, like fireworks is one of the guns that you can do, <laughs> which just literally fires fireworks out of a gun and they're just exploding everywhere. There's fire everywhere, bombs going off, but no slowdown at all. I've never seen slowdown in the game, which is uh, a big plus from me because it's the sort of thing you'd expect it to grind, Yeah, uh, especially when you get to the uh, final 
horde mode type part, the night defense, um, just because that's when all of you are just shooting everything you've got, basically. I think I've got just one more like before we move on to the dislikes, and that's just, I think the developers would appreciate it if I use the word chaos. Um, <laughs> it's just, I, I kind of like, and it links into that, but I just like how much is going on and how much, how chaotic it is. But it's also, there's a lot of variation. So there are a lot of different mission types and they're all very quick. So a game might only last 10 or 15 minutes, or I guess it sort of 20 maybe with the night defense, but you do a lot in that time. It's not just like, Gears of War, where you do wave after wave after wave, you know, yeah. running around, you're taking heads off at zombies, and you're undergrinding and trying to kill with certain ways, and you're doing all sorts of stuff, and you do an awful lot in a 15, 20 minute match, which I think is, uh, yeah, I think that's really cool. Yes, and it's a good you... amount of time as well. Like, it, as you say, it's pretty much 15 to 20 minutes is how long it will last. Uh, it might be slightly more or less, depending on how good your team is, um, but generally that's how long it's going to last, which is a nice time just to drop in and, you know, play a round or two. Um, you know, in between other games or at the end of an evening. Mm. So I'm going to move on to a couple of things that maybe maybe we didn't like so much. And the first one was evident because I guess you got the game first and then I got it a few months later and then we started mm. playing. And I played through quite a lot of the single player. Then it's like, right, now let's try the multiplayer. And the message we saw on the screen, an awful lot was, searching for a game, bro. <laughs> um, because there, I guess there weren't that many people playing the multiplayer. And... While I think, I can't remember, I think while you could start a game with two of you, it was exceptionally hard because it didn't scale it down to make it easier. So yeah. you were basically playing a game meant for eight players with two of you, which you know you could you could get through, but it wasn't as much fun. So no. we spent an awful amount of time just leaving our Xbox on, <laughs> searching for a game while we drank some wine and chatted over <laughs> the Skype or something. On the and plus side, you can... Up. On the plus side, you can play the main game while it's searching, and it'll just kick you out of the game and into the multiplayer mode once a match is found. So you're not just sat mm. looking at a screen. At least you could, you know, just run around doing stuff in the main game. But yeah, that was a real problem for us, um, and particularly because there were achievements for doing certain maps, mm. um, especially when the DLC came out. Um, and the DLC, uh, one of my negatives is that it was insanely hard, the night defense mode. Uh, in fact, when it was released, there was a bug uh, whereby I think it was only one in eight times you'd actually be able to get enough chaos in order to unlock the achievement. But then the map was so insanely difficult that it was very <laughs> unlikely you would win. Um, and that really, <clears throat> we felt that a lot when it was just two of us or maybe three or four people. You needed a full eight and they needed to be eight good players. And then you needed to be lucky to get the right amount. Fortunately, they fixed that now, but I think they'll still have the searching for a game issue. Yeah, and maybe uh, maybe it's fine now because of the Xbox Live Gold. But I suspect <laughs> in a month or two it'll be, it'll be bad again. So play it now. Yeah. <laughs> My only other negative, apart from the difficulty of Night Defense, uh, especially on the DLC, um, is that <clears throat> at the beginning of Night Defense, you get to lay your traps down. Um, but there's just a valve that anyone that goes up to it and presses Y that'll start night defense mode off, like that ends the setup period and starts the game. Now, because there's eight of you, you're not necessarily all friends chatting to each other, um, especially if you're in your own little groups. So someone just goes up and presses it while you're in the middle of laying a trap, then your trap isn't laid and then you have to go back and do it all again, which is a real pain. And I really think that they should have done it uh, with a preparation stage and just be like, okay, you've got 30 seconds until the horde is unleashed. Mm -hmm. So this is your setup time. Um, it made sense in the single player where there are a few night defense missions that you do it that way because you're the only person. But it doesn't make sense in multiplayer um, and it 
is very, very irritating when you're trying to lay traps carefully uh, and then someone starts the game before you're ready. <laughs> Just thinking back to our previous dislikes, we, we should have called this podcast like Chivo Whores. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like, oh, this is a dislike because we can't guarantee achievements. <laughs> yeah. But, um... I, I mean, that, yeah, so... But usually I don't like games that are single player and really good, but then they've got a multiplayer bolted on because usually there are achievements for that multiplayer and it's like, ugh, I'm not going to 1,000% this now. Mm. Um, I have with, well, 2,000G in this one with all the DLC and I do have all of them, as do you, I think. Oh, it wasn't 2,000, there was it? Wasn't it like 1970 oh, yeah. or something? 1,925. I was constantly sitting back thinking, is there going to be one last bit of DLC? I'll just keep it installed, just in case. Yeah, that was weird. I'd forgotten about that. But I think and they're just trolling like, us, aren't they? Probably. Sounds like them. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Um, I really should put this in my likes. I don't know why I've listed this as a comment. Um, but the voiceovers are great. Um, there is a particular amp that you can get uh, for your gun, which then causes uh, the announcer to basically constantly talk. So you'll be blowing stuff up and this voice will just go, that was Cray. <laughs> it's great. And you're just bouncing around shooting stuff and he's just shouting at you. Um, I also particularly like it when you're buying a gun, you get like a little video showing you the gun in action so you can like see it before you buy it. Um, not with real money, like in the in-game, like the overcharge you've collected. Uh, and one of them is the hairspray gun and it's great because you just see the guy holding this big gun made out of like hairspray bottles. And the voice of it's like, no one needs hairspray in the apocalypse unless it's for a bomb. <laughs> yeah, right. the, that guy was great and... Um... I assume they're going to do a sequel at some point, and if he comes back, that's going to be a big selling point. It's like, yeah, I hope so. Listen to more announcer. If uh, if you're listening to this and you've not played it yet, uh, I highly recommend just searching on YouTube for Pigeon Multi Kill <laughs> Sunset Overdrive, so you can hear him just shouting uh, as you're bouncing around killing pigeons, just going Super Multi Double Ultra Pigeon Kill. <laughs> a good throwback to a real tournament. Yeah, it's it's really good. <laughs> yeah, so um, I guess this is a comment because I it's both a like and a dislike. So um, I I'm torn on whether I like the fact that when you have the powerful guns that you've earned in single player, then you get to take them into multiplayer. I mean, the concept is good because everything you earn in one goes to the other one, so there's no separate. If it has a separate leveling system, then you sort of feel like you have to start the grind again, and that would have been sad. But equally. When you're starting out and everyone else is jumping around with level five guns and you haven't got the best guns, you can't win. <laughs> Full stop. You know, you have to, you have to, you can still contribute and you can win the co op level together, but the leaderboard that pops up is just, you've got no chance. So, right. um, so I guess it's, yeah, six of one, half of the dozen of the other. So. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, it all evens out by the end because most people have completed the game. Um, but you can buy different guns as well. And because you also get some randomly, um, you get different ones. Uh, so people aren't going to have the same weapons, which is nice because there are so many. Mm-hmm. So there is a big variety. And it's very rare that you see everyone using the exact same gun. It's not like there is one gun that is better than all the rest. So everyone chooses that. There is a real variety across the board, which I like. And I think it's worth just noting quickly that there's no... Yes, there's an in-game currency, but you can't use real money to buy more. So yeah, there's no, <laughs> there's no shenanigans with money or anything like that. No. 
Um, I guess the final comment I have is that I really like the fact that the character you play within the single player is the one that you use in the multiplayer as well, which might mm. seem obvious, uh, but there is a huge amount of customization, uh, both in terms of clothing, hairstyles, jackets, and all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, I think my character's got bunny ears, um, and you can be male or female. Um, I actually changed halfway through uh, playing the game, um, and I went into the clothes shop, and I changed and came out. <laughs> It's a woman, and the the woman that was stood there at the clothes shop just looked and went, "Hmm, something's different about you, but I can't tell what." <laughs> <laughs> One of the really nice things about the single player, completely unrelated, is that uh, no matter if you play a male or female, the game is identical. Uh, they don't change anything at all, and all the dialogue is the same. And they just got different actors to record the male and female lines. Mm. So it's really nice playing it through again as a different one because it's kind of the same but different because they have like different intonations and the voices, and some jokes come across differently. I think it's really nice the way they've done that, especially when it came out at a time when Assassin's Creed famously didn't have a female character that you could play as because it would be too difficult to make the model. To <laughs> uh, whereas this is just lets you customize everything. Um, so I really like that. Cool. So I guess that, that kind of wraps up our thoughts, and we've just got a couple more questions to finish it off. Uh, would you play it again? I would, with the caveat of if there's people online. Um, I had a really great time playing it the other night uh, when I loaded it up and I thought, I'll just play the single player just so I can get used to the traversing again so I can remember how the game works and look at the weapons and stuff just so it's fresh in my mind. And I thought, I'll try Chaos Squad, not expecting it to work, and it connected pretty much instantly. And I played two rounds of it and thoroughly enjoyed it. It's just so much fun, just bouncing around, blowing everything up. Um, And even when I finished... And you go back to the single player, and I've completed it. I've done everything there is to do, uh, but I still grinded around the map for about 15 minutes, just shooting stuff that was randomly <laughs> generating around the levels, just because it's so much fun. Uh, so, yes, I'd definitely play it again. Um, but as long as we could actually find a game. Mm-hmm. I think this is tough. I, I mean, like, in all honesty, would I play it again? Maybe not, because I feel like it has a lifespan, and we played it quite a lot. And yep. I feel like maybe I'm done with it. But that's not really a reflection on the quality of the game. It's just that there's only so much. Yes, it's kind of nice variety when you're playing it, but there's still only maybe 10 different mission types. And once you've done them for 10 or 15 hours online with some friends, I think the multiplayer's kind of had its day. But, you know, it was a lot of fun. And that leads on, I guess, to the next thing. I would definitely recommend it. And mm. But I wouldn't buy it simply as a multiplayer experience. I think buy it because you want to do both single-player and the multiplayer and if you buy it and your friend has it then you're going to have a lot of fun with the multiplayer and like i say i think i think you would realistically get a few good evenings out of it so maybe 10 15 hours and then you maybe be done but i think that's it's not just your crappy little tack on multiplayer that a lot of games have which you play for one hour and you're kind of bored of it (laughs) there's definitely enough to keep you going for quite a few matches it's just that there's going to be a point where you're like yes that was good but we've done each of the six levels three or four times now so we're done i happened to look at the uh, stats in game uh, and apparently i've played sunset overdrive for a total of 60 hours uh, <laughs> including single player and online um which is probably i've probably spent about mm, 15 hours online i would say mm. um and i've survived 33 chaos squad rounds which <laughs> i've probably played about 120 <laughs> we lost an awful lot of the dlc ones yeah uh, the, the muil oil rig that was just just horrible horrible <laughs> but fun well yeah and uh, 
You would recommend it to, I'm sure. I absolutely would, especially as it's free. I mean, just go and get it now. Mm. Stop listening to this. Go and set your Xbox to download it. Tell all your friends to download it. Um, but I would also pay £40 for it very happily. Yeah, Great game. I'm glad that you introduced me to it. Cause, uh, and I'm looking forward to a sequel, assuming that they're making one. I mean, I I really said about it yet, but I'm assuming they're going to because I think it did pretty well. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. You can read, uh, listen to some more of our shows from www.connectingtohost.co.uk or suggest some games for us to try on Twitter at CTHcast. And uh, please, 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 if you like the show, go to iTunes and leave us a nice glowing review. Thanks for listening.